Welcome to Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast talking gaming news, upcoming releases, and various topics on all things in the gaming industry. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, Tony Erickson, and joining me this week, returning, he is my dungeon master and yours, Preston... Myers. Hello, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. It's nice to have you back on for the Halloween Spooktacular. Oh, boy. I wonder what we're going to talk about today. Oh, so- some things. Uh, we're going to get spooked out of our minds. I'm excited. <laughs> yes, I am very excited, too. Uh, but first, uh, we got to start with the brand new segment that we have in Season 2, the Getting Comfy, right at the beginning of the show. And uh, today's is uh, something I didn't think I would be talking about, but we are because uh, Cyberpunk got delayed again. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at this point, uh, the joke is still continuing that the game will come out in 2077. It's just never going to come out. <laughs> it's not. I mean, at least they said, according to what they stated in their Twitter uh, post, is that they are in the... Test. They are uh, making sure that the game runs optimally on all the systems that it comes out for. So PC, PS4, Xbox One, Series X, PS5, and Stadia. Um, and the twenty, the twenty-one days that they've delayed it by are what will help make sure that it runs optimally. And what do you think of that? Um, do you honestly, think it's going to get delayed again? They might um, delay it again. But I think they're just doing it to also reduce crunch. That's something that I don't think they wanted. But uh, no, definitely them rolling it out by December 10th will uh, hopefully give it, like, make it nice and crisp. But of course, there's always going to be bugs. There's always going to be problems that they're going to do have to, and they're going to have to have hot fixes for. But, uh, you know, take all the time they need. I mean, I got my other games right now that I play, so I don't really mind waiting. Yes. Yeah. And uh, with uh, the next. uh two weeks from now uh, the next gen stuff will all come out so that will keep people occupied until uh, Cyberpunk drops give them a bit more time with all the other games that are set to come out as well which will be nice yeah um, I don't I won't be getting any of the new uh, consoles because I'll just be upgrading my PC so yes did you uh, were you one of the lucky few who got that uh, the 3080? No, I, I'd like to get that, but uh, that's probably going to have to be an investment for when I have a better job and more money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 750 Canadian for that pu- puppy. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, but it might be worth it considering, you know, you'll never have to upgrade again in a very long time. True. Very true. Very, very true. If I had a PC, I would be agreeing with you more, but I don't. <laughs> I still got to make that investment. <laughs> yeah, no, my PC is the basic run-of-the-mill one. It runs average 60 frames, you know. I think it's 16 gigs of RAM, if that's correct. Um, but, yeah, it's just an average. And I got 1060, you know, in it, so. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good, though. That's a that's a nice PC. Yeah, it's a, it's a good starter one. It's a very good starter. I've named it Eugene. <laughs> Eugene. Excellent. Eugene. I love the name. Love it. Um, and with that, uh, yeah, Cyberpunk, hopefully December 10th will be 
It's confirmed release date. Otherwise, I'm thinking it's going to be January. It'll come out if it gets delayed one more time. And I feel like one more delay will be the last one if it does get delayed one more time. Yeah. I think because we're like right there. It's just like this one was necessary. And I think one, if they do it one more, it's just because they found like a game breaking bug like <laughs> in the last couple of to- days. But I think we're I think I think we're good. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I hope it, it, it'll be probably really fun when it comes out. Oh yes, it will be definitely. Sadly, it's not. Uh, it's not up for game of the year anymore uh, because of the delay, though. Sadly. Yeah, unfortunate. But nah, that's okay. As we, oh yeah, the, I always realized December tenth is also when the game awards are. So yeah. it'll come out right as the game awards do. So. I don't really think they care about the game awards to be completely they honest. They don't. They don't. But like you know, it's 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 a cool fact that. Uh, you know, you can play it in the day, play it all day, and then boom, watch the game awards to see. Uh, what wins game of the year and see if uh, what what gets shown off as the game awards is what uh, the last like showcase of the year for like new games and whatnot as well right yeah I know they're definitely about the community which is something that's very rare like it's like the they kind of have the same energy as the doom eternal and um, animal crossing like they just like the community was so positive with that so. <laughs> it was I man those memes oh wholesome af back when the world was a simpler place yeah but unfortunate cyberpunk is probably gonna be the one that unites everybody together yeah which this is I'm, uh, I'm hoping hopefully gamers rise up <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with that i think we're gonna jump right in to the week in review to hear what all happened this week in gaming uh starting with some of the games that came out this past week uh, Watch Dogs Legion came out uh, on Friday uh, for everything. Pikmin 3 Deluxe came out, and so did uh, Auto Chess for the PlayStation 4, which uh, uh, if you like League of Legends type shit and you liked that Auto Chess thing, well, now it's on PlayStation 4. I don't care for it, though, but it came out. Yeah, Pikmin, I, I mean, I'm, not, I'm probably not going to play it, but I saw it, and it's, like, I remember it was one of those games that I played, like, alongside Luigi's Mansion, um, so, but I, I don't think I'll get back into Pikmin, but it was definitely one of those games that was really fun for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pikmin 3 was uh, one another one of the Wii U titles that have now been ported over to the Switch. Almost... All of their library is aside from I think it's like now there's like only like twenty ish games that are like that were exclusives for the Wii U that haven't been ported to the Switch yet. Yeah, I'm also probably not gonna get Watch Dogs. No, it just, just doesn't look like a game that I'd be interested in. I didn't like the the first two Watch Dogs. It just wasn't my type of game. Um, Fair enough. This one is very different as well from the well, very different in the sense of like the whole. Uh, literally be anybody from old lady granny to uh, Mr. Uh, security guard who's gone rogue. Yeah. I like that aspect of it, and I do want to kind of see a bit more before I decide if I'm going to get it. And I also kind of just want to go back and play Watch Dogs 1 and 2 before I play that one as well. Because I have both of them in my library, and I just haven't really touched them for the PS4. Because I played the first one on the 360, and I beat it. But I never touched the second one, so I have both of them now, and I need to go back to them. Yeah, 
they're really story driven and they are and the, the level of shenanigans you can do in it it's not as high as i'd like it to be so that's why i kind of got you know disinterested um, you know what that's a fair fair enough a fair enough reason shenanigans are always good to do in a game I mean, yeah it's like you look at gta right exactly funny things can happen at every turn of a corner um but uh not not so much for watchdogs unfortunately for me yeah uh, over in the news department, uh, Uplay Plus is rebranding to Ubisoft Plus now and will start to expand to other cloud streaming platforms, including Amazon Luna and Google Stadia. I mean, I don't know what that's going to entail. Uh, it just means more games on Luna and Stadia. Yeah. And uh, it just means a better... Ho- I think Ubisoft is doing it as a better user experience as well for their streaming service. So. Yeah, that might be... A slight increase. They're already kind of questionable <laughs> quality. Yeah, Ubisoft is. Uh, Server. I mean, it's not great. the worst. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But at least it's like better, decent games, decent games. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, over in the game and music department, uh, KBA, the pop stars uh, based off League of Legends characters, have released a new music video to get their stands hyped up for their new EP coming out in early November. I'm more excited. There's a guy on YouTube, actually. He does, like, metal versions of every soundtrack ever. He, just, oh, he and- sings them, and he drums, guitar, everything. He does everything. And uh, he did the first KDA song, which yeah, is really, stars. really good. Yeah, pop stars. And I'm waiting for. I he may, he may he may have done it right now. I have to go look. But um, I'm waiting for I feel his like he, yeah, metal version of that. His little V. Yeah. Do you know him? Oh, little. Oh my God. Okay. So you have funny story. So literally, uh, I want to say it was like a week ago. I found this new streamer that I'm uh, watching a bit because he's playing through all the Yakuza games. Um, and I'm like, oh, I love the Yakuza games. And so I bring up the question in the chat. Hey, what's your favorite uh, karaoke song? And he goes, like, it's probably between Bakami Tai and Judgment. And he's like, actually, I got to pull up a boy. And he pulls up Little V's metal covers of Bakami Tai, Judgment, and Friday Night. And I'm like, yo, this dude slaps. Yeah, he's a he's a really good um, music place or like music channel. I always listen to his stuff. He's amazing. So I can't wait for his uh, metal version of the new KDA song. Yeah, very, very cool. Very much like that stuff. Uh, over in the board game side of things, Frostpunk. Uh, the board game for Frostpunk has raised over $2.5 million on Kickstarter, and our, they their campaign for it has just ended as well. And uh, delivery is set for June 2021 for the physical release of that, uh, which is really cool. It's like a tabletop. Uh, I forget. I'm just trying to remember. What, like what's the game premise like again uh, I, I mean I gotta look this up because Frostpunk was something I'm not familiar with I'm like it sounds like something Preston might know I mean I'm looking at it right now I've just googled it because I'm it's I don't know it's a survival <laughs> game oh a survival game okay. city building survival game developed and published by 11bit studios oh I see you build structures and oh okay okay in a snowy environment cool yeah. cool cool now he's getting a physical board game which is really cool Hmm. I love when uh like big game I love when games get like a board game style of things. Like there's a Kingdom Hearts one, uh a board game, and I'm like, I really want to get it, but it's like eighty bucks Canadian. Yeah. That uh I don't know. I probably won't get it. I'll probably just stick with my D D. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, in Netflix side of things, live uh, Assassin's Creed has been confirmed uh, to be a new live action series coming to Netflix. I hope they don't botch it like they did with the movie. The actors yeah. were really good, but like parkour was pretty good. I, I was watching it. that movie and I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, very much so. Um, so yeah, I wonder. I it'll be interesting to see where what where they take it because um what they'll do with it like are we gonna see like the abstergo side of things where it's like they go into the animus or will it just be like we are only set in the set history time piece and there's assassins and templars it's gonna be i'm hoping that we kind of get like the back and forth type thing because you know that's that's what assassin's creed was and they honestly should have stick to that because i kind of feel the franchise did go down like origins helped it get back up but like Odyssey kind of just disinterested me so much. You know what I'd really like is for Netflix, because the movie industry, like the, like the film TV industry and like the digital t- uh, di- digital movie industry uh, for that entertainment sector, like sure, gaming is entertainment, but like there's a divide. Like there's a definite divide in the community. I mean, like, sure, like my mom's like, yeah, I know what video games are. Cool. And she's like, if you look at the t- you know, computer screen for too long, you're gonna be basically become a degenerate. And it's like, okay, well, what's the w- what's the equivalent of that when you watch a movie for about five hours? So it's like, you like binge watch a show or a movie that takes up pretty much the majority of your day. What's the difference between that and video gaming, right? And so I just want the, di- the difference is the interactivity. I feel with you're more interactive oh, yeah. with a video game. I just wish people in the film and TV industry would look at video games and be like, yes, we should bring the communities together because I don't know, maybe that increased their, their you know, business and help their business. But like, I just, I, I kind of wish, cause my, I remember my dad like saw like the Assassin's Creed thing and he's like, Oh, that looks like a really cool movie. That's so, that's so unique. And I'm like, yeah, that's based on a video game that came out like fucking 10 years ago. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a long time since the first one came out. Man, it, the series I, is old. I really hope they stick with the Templars, though. I really, really, I, I, really I want them to stick with like the roots of how they started. Yeah. With just like, and I'm talking like up to four, like AC one through four um, is like prime Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Then you get to the low part that is, um, oh. Syndicate? No, what was the fourth Syndicate? I stopped playing after the third Yeah, one. whatever ha- one in Fran- what happened in France, that one just... I like Black Flag. That was good. Black. I'll be streaming Black Flag really soon, actually. Um, after we're done Platinum and Kingdom Hearts on stream, we're going to be going into Black Flag. So oh, that should be fun. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to playing that again. Um, in Star Wars news, Mandalorian Cosmetics DLC has dropped for Star Wars Squadrons. And now when you fly your ship, you can uh, have a little baby Yoda in your cockpit. That's pretty cool. I feel like the Mandalorian's pretty much carrying the entire weight of the Star Wars side of the franchise right now. Right now, at least until the Kenobi series comes out. Yeah, like Mandalorian. Mm, Very good. I still need to watch it. I still need to watch it. You haven't seen Mandalorian yet? I haven't. I've been oh. bad. Like, there's a lot of things I still need to watch, but like, games have kind of taken up my life, bro. That's fair. The um, the Mandalorian visuals are also really well done because it's uh, not uh, yeah, just... the trailers just look so damn good. The the way they did it was I don't know if you've ever seen the visuals in Oblivion 
uh, the movie Oblivion with Tom Cruise. But it's literally just LED screens rather than just green screens. Oh. Yeah. And so it's basically they can render in 3D objects while the actors are acting and everything. Oh, it's it's wow, really, really, really cool. cool. That's yeah, really cool. That's why it looks so amazing. And they, they even mentioned that they had funny stories of like crewmen, like camera crew and stuff, bumping into the LED walls because it looks so real. Dang. That's pretty good. Um, back in delayment news, uh, a launch title for the PlayStation 5, uh, Destruction All-Stars, the game that is basically a uh, like a Destruction Derby game. Uh it kind of gives off it gives off a bit of Rocket League vibes, but it's also like a, just a destruction derby game. That's getting delayed to twenty twenty one, sadly. Um, but the game looks cool. I'm excited for when that does eventually hit the PS five. Um, and in the Xbox Series fridge thing, uh, you can literally enter a contest to win a fridge that looks like the Xbox Series X. As the like most neck beardy thing i have ever they have embraced <laughs> xbox has embraced the meme of the console looking like a fridge so they're just like you know what one of you just retweet this with the right hashtag and you could win this fridge that's like that's like uh the old um door-to-door marketing where it's like hey you want to buy this tupperware i'll throw in a free model of a galleon for you why <laughs> fuck it <laughs> like microsoft here you want this here's a fridge why here's a fridge why <laughs> because it looks cool <laughs> only real gamers will understand oh man it's like you'll win this free like free uh what is it what was what was the one that I recently came across that I thought was hilarious? Yeah, or it's like, hey, if you get this, it comes with a complimentary toaster. Yo, it's like, it's like that. That's what Xbox is doing, and I find that hilarious. It is. I, I like that they're embracing the meme as well. I bet that the next contest we have is a hot plate that looks like the Series S. Oh, I want I want a vest that looks like a PS Five. <laughs> Like I mean, you can whole, already like, you can already get that. Just fucking buy a Kaiba a Aseto Kaiba thing. Yeah, Boom. or but like just like with the really villainous blue yeah. collar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, in Halo Infinite news, uh, studio director Chris Lee has left the project. Um, so that game, we'll see what more comes out of that. Um, with three four three. Um, I really hope it's good. I really hope it is. They better not screw up Cortana and Chief. I mean, by the looks of it, we're just yeah. It'll, it'll, we'll see. Hopefully, I'm I'm hoping it's good. Um, in esports news, seven CS:GO professionals have been suspended for a year uh, for betting on matches. Uh so that's a thing. The big sad on matches. Yeah, so. That that's uh, obviously an issue because uh, you can also because they're also playing in the matches too, so they can rig them. That's uh, just just a big no no. Right. Okay. But but now it's uh now it's making esports more of an official sport because now there's uh, controversy involved. Woo. That's <laughs> I guess a benefit. Yeah, one benefit, one benefit to this. And uh, lastly, in normal news, EA is facing a 10 million dollar, 10 million euro fine um, for loot boxes in FIFA 21 uh, over in the Netherlands, as uh, they have deemed it as a form of gambling. So uh, 
because they didn't label it as that, they're now facing that fine and uh, are going to probably be forced to change that. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's, what is that, $15 million? I think so. Probably. We'll Google. Let's talk, let's 10 million to euros to uh, KAD. Fifteen million five hundred nineteen thousand and eighty dollars and thirty-four cents. Oh my god! As of this date, my god, that's a lot of money. That's. I mean, I don't think was well, like what a normal video game of like their caliber is like roughly around that. So I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, it's like like with how money hungry EA has been, it's probably like oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's, it's not like they're a $3.1 billion drop in their share value. Yeah, That exactly. smacked them, yeah. Uh, and over in the draw of the deck where we got some TCG news for this week, uh, Vivid Voltage, uh, the new Pokemon uh, set is set for November 13th, is going to be adding a new VMAX Pikachu card and a new rarity known as Amazing Pokemon as... Um, it'll have like a little Rayquaza or Celebi somewhere in the background of the card or like on the card as an icon. So it's a new rarity, but, uh, according to what people say, uh, from the set, since it's already been out in Japan, uh, it's not as rare as you think. Um, and over in Magic the Gathering, as there is no Yu-Gi-Oh! news this week, uh, Commander Legends, the new set will be arriving November 20th, adding 361 new cards. Yeah, I'm good. I'd like to keep my wallet intact. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that's it for news this week. Over to On Your Radar. Uh, we got quite a bit, a few games coming out uh, this next week. Uh, starting on Monday, The Wizard and the Slug comes out for PC. On Tuesday, Fairy comes out for the PS4. And Jurassic World Evolution comes out on Switch. Uh, nothing comes out over on Wednesday. On Thursday, Breath Edge comes out for PC. Yes, Tomorrow comes out for everything. Uh, Chicken Belize comes out for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. How Stories Die comes out for the PC. Cosmocrats comes out for the PC. And Real Politics 2 for the PC. On Friday, Dirt 5 makes its way to the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered comes out for everything. Tropico 6 makes its way to the Switch. Paw Patrol, Mighty Pups Save Adventure Bay comes out for everything, and Bakugan Champions of Destroya comes out for Switch. And we have the rare Saturday release with Umarangi Generation, the macro DLC coming out for PC. Oh man, that's uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, actually they're not coming out in time like this week at all, but uh, they've been updating it. Um, have you heard of Baldur's Gate? Yes, uh, I see news on that game for like every site that I go to to get news like you every need to week. Play it because it is literally a five E D and D in an RPG. So well done. I'm not kidding. Every spell, class, feature, race—they're putting it in. How much is the game right now? Yeah. It's like it's early access, sixty dollars, but you got eighty hours of early access, so. Dang. Yeah, dice rolls and everything come into play. Strategy, setup, spells. Now, it's different from tabletop. Um, but uh, I can get into that later if you'd like. <laughs> Sounds cute. interesting. Is it on everything or is it just PC for now? Uh, let me do a quick look for you. Uh, Baldur's. I play on PC, which mm-hmm. 
Which I feel like is the is like the proper way to play this game with how big I've heard it is. Played on. Let's see here. Um, Baldur's Gate is an upcoming play uh, role playing video game that is being developed and published by Larian Studios. Uh, let's see here. It doesn't tell me. It's not telling me. Oh, only- I'm pretty sure it's only a PC right now. Probably for seen. PC, yeah. Baldur's Gate 3. That's oh, platforms, Microsoft Windows, Stadia? I don't know Stadia, what that is. Stadia, Google Stadia. Google Stadia and Mac OS right now. Oh, Mac OS, if only my Steam was working. Because my, yeah. okay, oddly enough, I cannot download Steam on my Mac for some weird reason. It's been wacky. Interesting. I think it's just because of how old my Mac is and I fucking did something probably long ago that i just haven't realized and i'm just like you know what it's not the end of the world and that's the only issue it has so i'm like i'll just deal with it when i get a better pc <laughs> that's fair um and that's it for game releases this week um and now right before we get to the big topic of the day which is of course going to be some spooky things before the spirit of halloween and all that uh, we got one topic to talk about before that, and that is the final Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase that happened earlier this week. Um, as it showed off, it's the last Mini Direct. Um, will it be the last Direct of the year? Possibly, um, unless they decide to do a big, like a proper Nintendo Direct sometime in November or December. Um, but this one was probably the best Mini Direct that they've put out. Uh, they started off by showing off some Bravely Default 2, the new RPG from Square Enix, uh, giving it some updates on like how things are going and what to expect, and they give it a release date of February 26th, which is really cool. Um, we got a we're, we learned that a new Harvest Moon game is coming out. Technically, Story of Seasons now because that's the new name they have. Uh, Pioneers of Olive Town, so that's great. Uh, surviving the aftermath, a post-apocalyptic strategy game from Paradox Interactive is coming in spring 2021. They showed off a bit more of that Immortals Phoenix Rising from Ubisoft, which is basically a Greek Breath of the Wild coming out December 3rd. Um, Control and Hitman 3 are coming to the Switch. And, uh, then we got to where I think the best part of the game, the thing, showcase was... Uh, which was uh, No More Heroes 3 got a gameplay trailer, which was awesome. And No More Heroes 1 and 2 are now on the Switch. They came out right after the Direct. And both of those games are on the Switch now, and I am extremely happy about that. I have no idea what any of those games are. Uh, no More Heroes was that game with uh, the guy with the beam katana where you had to jack it off to recharge it. It was on the Wii. Yeah, okay, that, that won't clarify it, but I do know Hitman 3. So. Okay, hey. Uh, but yeah, that's cool. Um, the developers of Kirby made a new game called Part-Time UFO, uh, where you play as a UFO, and it's basically like a claw machine game, kind of, where you're like making stacks of things, which is really cool and really cute. And uh, it ended with uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity showing off uh, that there's going to be sections of the game where you play as the Divine Beasts, and a demo has come out for the game, and I actually just finished up playing a bit of the demo myself, and my god, I am excited for November 20th. I am going to be getting this game. It is really good. Really Hmm. refined. It improved on a lot of things that the first one did, 
and it's just uh, made it better. I'll have to check that game out. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, that was the Nintendo Direct Mini. Um, it was Mini Partner Showcase. Uh, hopefully we get uh, one in November. That's a proper Direct with like all their main titles and all that fun stuff. But with that, we're now going to jump into today's main topic, which is, of course, uh, Halloween-themed for Halloween, by the time you're listening to this, was yesterday. But hey, spooky! It's always spooky. And why can't Halloween be a full weekend this year because of quarantine, huh? Yeah, I just wish Halloween was longer. I feel like people celebrate Christmas before it's Christmas. Exactly. We don't so do we're going to extend Halloween. Halloween by like a whole week because of this podcast. Woo! I feel like people are just scared of Halloween. <laughs> I mean, that's the point. It's to the point where they don't celebrate it. Uh, th- th- that's not the point. We got we to gotta spook them, but not spook them too hard. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, uh, we're talking more horror games. We talked about it a couple weeks ago when we had Mac Ryan Mac on the show. Um, but you know what? We it's we gotta talk about it again because it's actually the spooky season now. Uh, what are your thoughts on the horror game on horror games and just the horror genre in general, Preston? Um, they're doing a it's, it's making a climb right now. Uh, some of the indie ones are making some pretty good uh, development. I know there's like Amnesia that came out that just, it, yeah, it Rebirth just hilariously just dropped like it didn't even have any hype to it. Just was like here, here it is. I was, I, I was hyping it up on the podcast. If you go back a couple weeks, I was very wrong about what the game was, but uh, I was right. hyping it up. Um, uh, Phasmophobia, I've been playing that. That's a very yeah. good horror game. Well-designed horror game. Um, and I think a lot of horror games should follow that. Yeah, it's a very... Um, it, a lot of people say that it's a lot more... like Comparing it to real ghost hunting that the game is much scarier because you know there is a ghost. Whereas, like, actual ghost hunting, it's like, oh, yeah, there's probably not a ghost. Yeah, and the the procedurally generated thing is... It's fun, like, because it adds replay value. And it's great because it's the replay value of that horror game. Because most horror games are, like, very linear. Go A to B, get scared along the way to A to B, and that's it. Um... That's why I don't like Outlast as much. I know they're dropping another Outlast game, but uh, I don't. I like the first playthrough, but I'm like, eh. Yeah, but Outlast Three is coming out. It looks like to be a hospital setting. Um, kind of similar to the first one, which yeah. was, the second one was like okay, whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah, I know that you really like the first one. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but no, the phasmophobia, even if you get good, because I've seen people who've logged like already 2,000 hours into that game. Jeez. Um, and like they're really good at finding ghosts. They still get scared and they still find it fun because the replay value of it is really interesting. Um, and I hope the developer, um, it's, Keep I it feel going. bad. Yeah. Well, because I feel bad for the developer because he's probably getting smashed with, I got to live up to this many people now. So, yeah. Um, I'm giving him, like, from my personal opinion, I give him all the time he needs and all the respect he deserves. Um, but no, Phasmophobia, definitely really good. Amnesia, I heard pretty good, pretty spooky. Um, but uh, I hope they add custom maps. I know I'll be watching PewDiePie if he does custom maps because he'll be doing playthroughs of those, I think. Um, and Phasmo? Uh, no, in uh, Amnesia. Oh, We'll see. Oh yeah, for like mods and shit. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, 
horror horror genre i think is doing pretty good making a nice climb I feel like especially with Phasmophobia, now that you've brought it up, I feel like that's like a good rebirth for this horror genre to make it more it's open and did. Yeah. Yeah, not rely on just like the the fundam- they've They've gone... Again, at, I, we discussed this with Mac Ryan, but like atmospheric horror is a lot better than just a pure jump scare. Yeah. it's It's all subtle and... It's all atmospheric. I mean, sure, there's a few jump scares where the ghost just pops up, but my yeah, favorite part but, about it is the ghost spawns in, not deliberately in your face. It just, like, three halls down. It's there. It's looking for you, and that's what's really scared is you got to hide because you don't know where it is. That's what's really fun about it is because it gives aspect of the hunt as well, or being hunted, which is pretty cool. Ah, yes, the hunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I am. If I had a PC, I would be playing that game. As much as I am terrified of the horror genre and everything that it brings, that is a game I would play because I've actually been on a real ghost hunt before. Ah, so you have some form of experience. I have some form of experience. Yeah. It's uh quite the time. It was quite the time. It was just over at uh the. At Sate, though, like we just stayed late. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it's a good one, really good one. Um, more on horror. Um, obviously, one of your favorite horror games are is Phasmophobia and Amnesia. But do you have any others that you would consider your like in your top ten? Uh, Visage and um, I liked. It's not even a real game, but like PT. The playable teaser. Yeah, the playable te- Yeah, That game has, to this day, scared the shit out of me. Somebody recreated PT in Dreams on PS4. Recreated yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, no, I, I saw that. And uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, Visage. You've, I've, I know you've talked about this one before, and I know the name sounds familiar. What was the the aspect of that one? What was the... the, the like, it, it's a bit linear, but... Um, the way you progress is like paranormal events happen around you, like drawers and doors would start opening up randomly. Um, and like, it was really cool. Cause you felt like, yeah, I could just not go there. And, uh, it wouldn't affect the storyline too, too much. Um, and there's like certain, each chapter has like a separate entity you have to go with, go through. So I think that's pretty fun. I don't know. It, it it was really fun mechanics. Um, I stopped playing it though because it the only problem with it is it just doesn't have replay value. Fair enough. Yeah, and if that's the and that is a big thing about horror games that I feel like holds it back a bit. Almost is the replay value. Like a lot yeah. of games have like replay. Like arcade games obviously like rely on that replay value of just like Pac Man and shit like that. But then when it comes to like action adventure shooters type games like the replay value is in the multiplayer that they might have or putting in challenges for your campaign or shit like that um but then when it comes to like and then obviously open-ended games have just so much replay value like look at skyrim and fallout and shit like that yeah it's just you you can only go through the same haunted house so many times um 
So that's why Phasmophobia is great because it's a different one every time. Sure, it's the same map, every little map loop. Yeah, it's the same couple of maps, but like it's just a different experience each time. I feel like if he focused more on the maps, like that'd just be enough to keep people grasped so he can. Because he, he, I think he has like 12 separate ghost models. Like it's crazy. And I've only seen like um, five of them. I haven't seen the full Ooh. range of 12. Yeah. And then there's the asylum map that they have as well, which is just big. My favorite, it's my favorite map is the Asylum and the High School are my favorite maps. Um, I feel like maybe, I think more maps would be like a great way to just add on to the game that aren't, isn't too demanding, I think. Yeah. Uh, Me personally, some of my, I guess my favorite horror game. Oh, God. What have I even played that's spooky? Oh, my favorite horror game is that one mission in Fallout 4 where you go to the Witch Museum and there's a death claw above you and it makes the whole thing scary. <laughs> you should get the... Uh, I forget what mod it's called, but it basically makes the entirety of Fallout 4 a nightmare. Yeah, I've heard. I've seen. They I've added seen... a Siren Head mod. Yeah, I know. Like, add that coupled with the Nightmare mod. It's just... Oh, it's horrifying. Unless you get uh... power armor, then you just feel like a god, but... <laughs> Yeah, horror games don't do well with me, but I there is one thing I do love about horror games, the lore. That's true. Horror games have good lore. I've been um, trying to, um, speaking of which, trying to make my own horror game through D&D. Ooh. Trying to do a horror campaign, but it's very hard to, like, the way you got to do it is you, you, you can't really jump scare your party. You can't, you can't really, you know. Yeah, it's kind of hard to do that, but. You have, to, you, you have to really scare them with imagination, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can I can vouch for that as Preston has done that to me multiple times. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, what are some of your favorite lore aspects in horror? Um, my favorite lore. Um, I can start. I, really, I can start because uh, I I was gonna say I like the Outlast lore. I think that's pretty. Like in the second one, it got it grabbed me a little bit because. Um, they were thinking like there was a, uh, there's a connection between, um, the, the mountain massive asylum and like the events in outlast Two. Like there's a company that's doing things like really weird things. Oh, um, cause in the second outlast, everyone was like, ah, God is real, blah, 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 blah. And then you come across an excerpt that you can find of like a worker who doesn't work too far in like a massive hills or like hilltop like uh factory or something like that and apparently it's producing these weird events so i feel like it's just a company messing with people um it's kind of like um umbrella corp in a way in resident evil or something more think of it like um they're they're playing with supernatural like ghosts like that's what ah. they're trying to do like Oh, God is real and he's bringing the apocalypse upon the earth. No, it's just a company probably nuking the air. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it isn't God. It's just nuclear warfare. Like, so that's what people think. And like, it really, it's really, really cool. Um, like, because the example of in the first Outlast, there was the Wall Rider, um, who he was basically like a ghost, but like they describe it was basically small nano machines or something like that. It was weird, really, really weird. So it's like supernatural 
but in the realm of science, it's kind of crazy. But you you can only find that stuff out if you read the dialogues and stuff. Yeah, go out of your way to find all that shit, all that hidden, all the good, juicy, hidden lore. Yeah. Delicious. Mm. Um, I think one of my favorite pieces of lore, and uh, especially back when I was younger, was the Five Nights at Freddy's lore. That was the fandom kind of just helped build because, you know, Scott Coffin being a cryptic motherfucker that he is, uh, it was really cool to kind of just see that shit. And now there are books, three books that are like a novel series. And then there's another novel series that's getting made. Whole thing's gone, gone pretty big. I don't, I don't think it's, it counts as like the horror section in particular, but they're rebooting the Nazi zombies lore and storyline. Yeah. For uh black ops, right? Black ops. Black ops Cold War. War. They're completely resetting everything. I mean, that's still kind of cool. Oh, I'm so I was I'm I messed with Nazi zombies way back in the day. <laughs> they, oh, when, they got, when they got the Black Ops too, like they went like all oh, these time warps, different dimensions, yeah. gods and stuff. I kind I of like, followed it. I followed it through Black Ops one because I'm like, oh wow, this is really cool. And then, and then and you then, know when they got to Moon and they nuked the Earth, I'm like, oh okay. And then after that point, I was like, alright, I'm done. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to see it re- being rebooted because I guess zombies are horror. Like, let's be real. Zombies are spooky. Yeah, but when you when you uh, have a minigun in hand, like, it's not that scary. I mean, it's not that spooky, but you know, when you're just there with a pistol. Yeah. And you're running, running away for your dear life, hoping you don't die. That's spooky. Yeah, but uh, that's that's pretty much on fire for lore. For lore, yeah. Uh, what about your least favorite games? What are your least favorite horror games that you got? Um... What was it? I uh, didn't like the um, Resident Evil. I guess it's probably not horror. Like, yeah, like the before the reboots. Before the reboots. So five, six or like everything before Biohazard. Um, Okay. Yeah, I didn't like those. I was like, okay. okay. Did you find Um, them spooky or just didn't care for them mechanic wise? We tried to make a story mechanic wise didn't like it the things that were meant to jump scare me didn't jump scare me and like yeah it was just it was a bundle of so and then bio but then biohazard came out, yeah, and, biohazard it was like, came out and it was it was like oh it was really more disturbing than anything yeah uh what are your thoughts on uh uh village uh, resident evil 8 coming out uh in that that looks interesting actually I kind of want to. I kind of want to mess around with that. That looks kind of cool, but we'll see. Yeah, very much so. Uh, my least favorite horror game is all of them because they scare me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, then, then, then they do their job. I mean, they're doing their job. But I don't like it. I don't like it, man. I don't like getting scared. Can't handle it. I love it. Um. And uh, last question I got about horror games that we got is uh, what type of what horror games do we want to see next? Like, is there a certain franchise that we want to see get a horror game or like a sequel for horror games that we do want to see or want made or all that stuff? I haven't really been too, too intense on the horror games. I kind of just let them come out as they do. I honestly would just want to see Phasmophobia become massive. I just hope he gets a dev team, like a really big dev team, and it goes far. 
because that game is really fun. Um, but in terms of horror games that I want to see, I would have loved to have seen that Silent Hill. That yeah, that, that's what I would have loved. Yeah, that would have been really cool. No, but then came out with Death Stranding, which thought was horror. No, you literally just walk. Yeah, it's walking. It's if you're unfamiliar with the game, then when you first encounter the whatever they are, the, the invisible shits, the invisible shits, then maybe that could be scary the first time you encounter them. But then, like that's it. Everything afterwards, else is just you're like, walking. okay, you do this and you leave. Don't drop your boxes, and you're good. Yeah, that's so. it. Man, yeah. to think to think that Death Stranding was going to be monumental. It's because the guy who makes those games are usually really yeah, good. Yeah, it's Hideo Kojima, yeah. The guy who gave us Metal Gear. Yeah. But to think... Well, I mean, that is what we get when we put expectations into that, though. What about you? Uh, I would love to see an Alien Isolation 2. Hmm. Or just, like, a follow-up. to, Or just, like, another Alien horror game. Because Isolation is really fucking terrifying. Uh, I want to, do I want to play it? Um, I mean, if you paid me, I would, but, uh, um, I just like seeing like people freak. I like watching people play horror games, but it has to be specific ones. Cause there's some that I'm just like, no, I can't, I can't. I'm too scared, man. Uh, but yeah, that's fair. Alien Isolation 2 would be a nice one. Or, you know, a reboot of Dead Space. Yeah. I miss Dead Space a bit. A bit. Not a lot. Because, again, too spooky for me. <laughs> um, And we're going to... Uh, last thing I want to talk about is about Halloween itself. Preston. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a... It's, a... it's a wacky Halloween this year. Yeah, COVID and everything. Not the most ideal. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk take this moment and just talk about Halloween's in the past briefly. It's not gaming. It's not a lot of gaming, but uh, I have gamed on Halloween's before <laughs> because of just how things have been. But uh, what, 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 what has been some of your scariest or best costumes that you dressed up as? I definitely was that uh, Reaper I made. It was probably the most intimidating thing I ever built all the other costumes were just like store-bought like you know plastic skull rubber masks ah the classic and like yeah like the the five dollar looking ones um yeah but the one i built was full it was basically a death knight just full metal armor or not full body but like i had pauldrons arms armor sleeves gauntlets gorget chains belts chain mail kevlar um i was just armored to the teeth and uh it made me look bigger. So like I wore boots that made me two inches taller. I'm like, so I was like six, three, four, something like that. Yeah. You're a tall dude. And I put weights in the pockets. So I, like I increased my weight by like 50 pounds on the damn thing. So I look, I was big and heavy. My God. So. Yeah. It's very scary. I mean, <laughs> wait, no, I've seen the costume. It's a very amazing costume. It can be scary if they, uh, if you're, not expecting it. Uh, what about you? Um, 
I, I, you see, again, I, I've done a lot of the old, uh, good old plastic and all of the uh, plastic masks and all those old costumes. Um, but one of uh, my favorite ones that I've uh, dressed up as in recent years, it was, uh, I did Quicksilver one year uh, from the X-Men movies, the newer ones. Quicks oh, Quicksilver. Okay, you're the fast guy. Yeah. I, I had a moment Go to think about fast. Oh, okay. I mean, that's. I don't know if that's scary, but he's definitely fast. Yeah. I never did anything super, super duper scary. I think one year as a kid, I covered myself in, like, ketchup on a white shirt, and I'm like, oh, no, I've been stabbed. <laughs> and people were just like, oh, what did you do? You eat a lot of spaghetti? And I cried in my room afterwards because I'm like it didn't work not really though but like you know <laughs> you tried I tried I tried um yeah it was uh it was good times though uh I never like after like whatever year it was I stopped trick-or-treating and then there was like a good couple of years I didn't celebrate Halloween at all and instead I just played video games yeah I remember funny. I remember one year. I think we played. Uh, I th played. Uh, I did a whole playthrough. Sat down in one sitting and did uh, the Force Unleashed one for the Wii, all in one sitting. Dang. That was uh, how I spent my Halloween that year. Yeah, I'm probably gonna be spending most of my Halloween playing video games as well. Mm -hmm. uh, one last question before we move on to the bonus level: favorite candy? Reese's, dude. I love myself some Reese's. Cups. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a really good one. My personal favorite, I love me some Coffee Crisp. Really? Yeah, I love most it, people, dude. I love Coffee know. Crisp. Yeah, most people I know hate it. I, I love it. I like the fucking crunchy dryness of it and the chocolatiness. Like, it's, I love it. I don't know why. Like, it was one of my favorites as a kid. And, uh, yeah, just a favorite one that I have. Oh, um, well. yeah, that's good. It is. It's a nice boost of caffeine that isn't an energy drink or, yeah, or coffee because I drink decaf. Um, and with that, uh, we're going to move on to the bonus level. Uh, we got a couple of smaller segments right before the end of the podcast. And we're starting off with this day in gaming history. Preston. Do you know what happened on November 1st, 2005? Uh, no. LucasArts released The Good Battlefront 2 to the world. I love how you put emphasis on the good one. The good yeah. one. Yeah, no, the, the, the EA remake of the first Battlefront is much better than compared to the, the, the one they have now, I think. Battlefront 2, dev, its launch was definitely way rockier. Mm -hmm. But uh, I've been—I played the the new Battlefront 2, pretty good actually. Honestly, like with everything that they've fixed, pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Also on this day, uh, November first in 2006, Pokemon Ranger came to the U.S. on the DS. In 2007, Mario Galaxy got released over in Japan, and in 2011, Sonic Generations got released as well. And that's a, that was November 1st, today, of course, in gaming history. Because today is obviously November 1st. 
Um, I'm trying to think. When was Luigi Manson let out? I'm looking it up right now. Luigi's Manson? Uh, it was... Because that was the first video game I ever played. Oh, really? Damn. Yeah. That was like that was the first game, and that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> uh, the first game I ever played actually scared the crap out of me as well. It was uh, Disney Mickey Mouse's Magical Mirror for the GameCube. It was a point-and-click adventure game on the GameCube uh, where you played as Mickey Mouse, and there was a ghost, and the ghost was spooky as a child. Terrifying game. For a kid, at least. Yeah, that is... I love that game. It was my favorite. Played on the GameCube all the time. Mm. I still have my copy of Luigi's Mansion One. Great game. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I know. From yeah. Early, early games. Uh, moving on to the questions of the week. Uh, we got a question here. Um, what is a game you thought you would like but actually hated? Um. Ooh. Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> Which one specifically? Anything past Black Ops 1 I've just freaking hated. I like, ah, oh, God, I don't know. They're, they're, I mean, I, the new Call of Duty Warzone that they've got right now, the one that Dr. Disrespect plays all the time, that one's actually fun. I've played that one. It's really fun. Um... But like the games that I've played, it was back then or like a little before that was always like you get shot once you're dead. Even if you have full suit of body armor, it's like, okay. And everyone's like making the argument like, oh, that's realistic. I'm like, yeah, but this is a video game. I come here to feel awesome, feel cool. I can't do that because I get dropped. Yep. So I was just like, "Ah, shooter games are not the best for me. Um, I like a few, but not all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely like fallen out of shoot oh like first person shooters especially like the last one i want to say i played was destiny 2 back when you and i played that game a lot yeah i like destiny but uh, not destiny 2 they killed the the shader lady i think i told you this last time on another podcast i hate it when they killed her yeah, they've done a lot of things now, and uh, Beyond Light comes out soon. Uh, my Destiny Insider, Jackson, uh, who still plays the game to this date, <clears throat> is really excited, and they're doing a lot of things for it. And they've just um, done a lot. Yeah, no, I play Paladins right now. That's, like, one of the other shooter games that I like. I haven't got into that. That's Paladins is a bit, a bit like Overwatch, or it was right yeah kind of it's like i think it was was it smite or something like it's a con it's a combination of overwatch and something else yeah but it's really fun huh it's free to play too right i believe so i don't know if they changed it but yeah they just they just dropped a new hero vora who's really fun but really hard to play all right uh, moving on from that, then the achievement of the week this week is metagaming in Watch Dogs Legion, which is to recruit a video game designer. Ha! Because it's metagaming. It's, 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 it's a good joke. I like. <laughs> and uh, the game to look out for this week is uh, I'm going to give it to Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered. Um, Hot Pursuit was a probably a, a, it was, from what I did over research it was a very popular Need for Speed game 
and a lot of people liked it. So it's getting a remaster, so that's what I'm going to give the lookout for this week. And lastly, of course, where can we find you on the internet, Preston? You can find me on uh, YouTube or my Instagram. YouTube and Instagram is the same thing. It's X uh, Gauntlet. Uh, on Instagram, it's uh, underscore Gauntlet. Um, I'm currently just uh, doing some maintenance with other communities right now, so I won't be getting videos up right now as fast as possible because um, it's actually a lot of work <laughs> to be a YouTuber. It, it is. It is. But I'm I am very proud of you for starting this uh, content creation journey. And I'm excited to see what uh, you produce with your YouTube channel. Thank you, man. Um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much the only places where you can find me. Yes. Uh, and of course, you can find me on Instagram at Tony's Game Lounge, on Twitter at Radio Tony, and over on Twitch at Tony's Game Lounge, where we stream every Monday and Wednesday evening at 6.30 Mountain Standard Time, and every Thursday afternoon at 1.30 Mountain Standard Time, roughly. It's sometimes a bit earlier or a bit later, depending on how my dinner-eating skills go. But uh, that's where you can check us out. We are playing through Kingdom Hearts 1. We are almost done the game. We are, like, five, four? Yeah, five trophies away from the Platinum. Uh, we're working on Synthesis, so when you come in, we're going to be grinding out items and all that fun stuff. Um, but when we're done, Kingdom Hearts will be playing Black Flag, so come check us out. Give us a follow, or subscribe, because you can do that on Twitch with my channel now. It's really cool. We got emotes. They're, they're pretty dope. Get them emotes. Get them emotes. Uh, thank you again, Preston, for joining me today on this Halloween spooktacular. Uh, that's no problem. Happy to do it again. Yes, and uh, we will see you next week in the Game Lounge, where we will be covering the pre-release of the next-gen consoles. We will see you all then. Toodaloo. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. Be sure to follow us on your streaming platform and follow us on Instagram. Tune in every Sunday for new episodes.